0: Good evening. Good evening. All right, it's working. All right. So we're in a place in Leviticus where we're going to talk about everybody's favorite subject, skin diseases. All right? Isn't that awesome? So we're going to do it a little bit different tonight. Since it's we're going to deal with all of chapter 13, we're going to um, read it as we go. So we're not going to stand and read it as a whole and then go over it. We'll read it, and go over it at the same time. So I ask that you stand with me. Well, you don't need to stand. We're going to pray. We'll pray, and uh, we'll begin. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all the blessings that are ours in Christ Jesus. Lord, I thank you that all of your promises are faithful and true, reminded of what Joshua told the children of Israel when they finally claimed the promised land. He says, Not one good promise of the Lord failed to come to pass. How great You are, God. We thank You that the promise from the garden is that there would be a Redeemer who would come and strike dead sin, strike dead death, They would be swallowed up in you, and we would be free, free from the schemes of the devil, free from our own devices because of the work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. And so, Lord, as we look at your word tonight, a a, a, a section of scripture that's maybe hard to understand or we wonder why it's even there. We thank you that it does have a purpose, it does have a point, for there is no useless word of God whatsoever. So Lord, teach us and instruct us about yourself as we look at laws about leprosy. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Well, the word leprosy is a very broad term. We shouldn't think of it as we see it in movies and, you know, people with rags on and missing limbs and walking around that It's it's a one covers uh, one thing. It's actually a very um, broad term in Hebrew. It's the word Sarah, It means skin disease. So when you see the word leprosy, just, it's a skin disease. Uh, uh, it can, and it has a whole wide uh, a range of, of diseases that are covered under it. And in the book of Leviticus chapter 13, there's broken down into a series of tests. So if you have something goes wrong with your skin, you had to go to the priest to uh, determine whether you were clean or unclean. If you remember from a while ago, when uh, uh, one of the reasons that, that God said to Aaron that they can't drink. Don't take strong drink when you are doing your job, because you need to determine what is clean and unclean. You wanted, you wanted this priest to know what he was doing, because if you just had just, you know, a, a superficial thing on your skin, you didn't want some drunk priest to pronounce you unclean, and the next thing, you're outside the camp, right? It was important that the priest rightly discern what was going on. So we'll just jump right into it. Test number one is found in verses two to eight. Um, well, actually, let me, let me begin with verse... Uh, Verse one, which uh, I did not come up on the screen, and it should have. it says, "The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, "When a person has a skin of his body on his body, a swelling or an eruption or a spot, and it turns into a case of leprous disease on the skin of his body, then he shall be brought to Aaron the priest or to, his, to one of his sons, one of his sons, the priest." The priest, then, therefore, it says in verse 3, sorry, I got messed myself up here. And the priest shall examine the diseased area of the skin body, and if the hair in the diseased area has turned white, and the disease appears to be deeper than the skin of the body, skin of his body, it is a case of leper's disease. When the priest has examined and he shall brought out him unclean. But if the spot is white in the skin of his body, and appears no deeper than the skin, and the hair has not turned white, the priest shall shut up the diseased person for seven days. And the priest shall examine him on the seventh day, and if in his his eyes the disease is checked and the disease is not spread in the skin, then the priest shall shut him up for another seven days. And the priest shall examine again on the seventh day, and if the disease area has faded and the disease is not spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is only an eruption, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the eruption spreads in the skin after he has shown himself to the priest for his cleansing, he shall appear again before the priest, and the priest shall look. And if the eruption has spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprous disease. So what goes on here? He says there's certain criteria of which the person who, if they notice something on their skin... Somewhere on their skin, they had to go to the priest. This was the law of God. If there was a swelling, an eruption, or a spot, you had to go and have the priest check it out. If it's not deep, if the priest determines that it's not deep and there's no white hair in it, I have no idea why the white hair matters. I mean, it's probably because the infection would change the color of the hair. He would be shut up for seven days. If he's pronounced clean, he gets another seven days, he washes his clothes, he's clean. But if it spreads, if this swelling eruption or spot has spread in any way, he's pronounced unclean and the process is completely done. We don't know exactly what he means by this kind of of disease. What is it? What is an eruption or the swelling or spot? I've heard some commentators call it a a favus, fovis or whatever. I really don't know what that is. Um, If there was some abnormality that met this criteria, this is the process that would happen. You know, this mattered too because, especially for the males, because they were the ones that were to offer the sacrifices on behalf of their family. This was, this was serious. They have test number two in verses 9 to 17. He says, When a man is afflicted with a leprous disease, he shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall look. And if there is a white swelling in the skin that has turned the hair white, and there is raw flesh in the swelling, it is a chronic leprous disease in the skin of the body. And the priest shall pronounce him unclean. He shall not shut him up, for he is unclean. And if the leprous disease breaks out in the skin, so that the leprous disease covers all the skin of the diseased person from head to foot, so far as the priest can see, then the priest shall look, and if the leprous disease has covered his body, he shall pronounce him clean of disease, clean of the disease. It has all turned white, and he is clean. But when raw fresh flesh appears on him, he shall be unclean, and the priest shall examine the raw flesh and pronounce him unclean. Raw, fresh, raw flesh is unclean, for it is a leprous disease. But if the raw flesh recovers and turns white again, then he shall come to the priest, and the priest shall examine him. And if the disease has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce the diseased person clean. He is clean. So now we have a whole different set of circumstances that happens. If it's white, it's swelling, it has a white hair, and there's raw flesh. That seems to be the real difference. The rawness of the flesh. There's oozing, raw flesh. He says it is chronic. God says it's a chronic disease. The person is unclean. They don't get the chance to be shut up. They're put outside the camp. But he says, but if his body is covered with this whiteness, he's completely clean. But however, if raw flesh appears, he's unclean. If it turns white, he's clean. Raw flesh, he's unclean. Now one can only imagine that in desert living, or living in tents, or living without the, 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 uh, uh, the hot hygiene that we are able to, that one must, uh, uh, I mean, who knows? They dealt with a lot of things. This was going into an area and a place perhaps of which they had no control over. One must ask the question, why would God care about this? This is an effect of sin in the world. Just keep that in mind. So they have this disease. It's raw. It's white. It's swelling. You're unclean. But suppose you get burned or you have a boil. Well, God has a way to deal with that too. Look what it says in verses 18 to 28. If there is in the skin of one's body a boil and it heals... And the place of the boil there comes a white swelling or reddish white spot. Now there's something new added to this. Then it shall be shown to the priest. And the priest shall look, and if it appears deeper than the skin, and its hair has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a case of leprous disease that has broken out in the boil. But if the priest examines it, and there is no white hair in it, and it is not deeper than the skin, but is faded, and the priest shall shut him up seven days. And if it spreads in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a disease. But if the spot remains in one place and does not spread, it is the scar of the boil, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. Or when the body has a burn on its skin, and raw flesh of the burn becomes a spot, reddish-white, or white, the priest shall examine it. And if the hair of the spot is turned white and it appears deeper than the skin, then it is a leprous disease. It has broken out in the burn, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. Is it a case of leprous disease. But if the priest examines it, and there is no white hair in the spot, and it is no deeper than the skin, but has faded, the priest shall shut him up seven days. And the priest shall examine him the seventh day. If it is Spreading in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a case of leprous disease. But if the spot remains in one place and does not spread in the skin, but has faded, it is a swelling from the burn, and the priest shall pronounce him clean, for it is the scar of the burn. You can only imagine how many times somebody was burned living out there. You cooked over fire. Everything was with fire. So this was probably a very common uh, uh, situation for the children of Israel. But notice what it says, if it's white swelling, if it's reddish white in its spot, if it's deeper than the skin, I don't know how you would, I guess you could see it and look at it, there's white hair unclean, you are pronounced unclean. If there's no white hair, it's not deeper than the skin, it's faded, seven days you get locked up, where were they locked up, we don't know. Was there a place within the tabernacle complex? We don't know. Was there a separate place outside the camp? Probably. Of which was not, which they could, in which the priest would be able to go because the priest couldn't make himself unclean, right? In this whole process, the priest had to keep himself clean. So after seven days, if it's spread, they're unclean. Then you're permanently outside the camp. If there's no spreading, the person is pronounced clean. Now suppose you have something on your head or in your beard or within your hair. Well, now this is a whole different circumstance. Notice what God God went from uh, if a man has a particular thing to if, there's, if the skin of one's body, that's everybody. But now he says this. In verses 29 to 37, when a man or a woman, all of a sudden the women are put into the process, when a man or a woman has disease on the head or the beard, that is of their hair, the priest shall examine the disease. And if it appears deeper than the skin and the hair in it is yellow and thin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is an itch. God says it's an itch, a leprous disease of the head or the beard. And if the priest examines the itching disease and it appears no deeper than a skin and there is no black hair in it, then the priest shall shut up the person with the itching disease for seven days. So we see the same thing again. And on the seventh day, the priest shall examine the disease. If the itch has not spread and there is no yellow hair and the itch appears to be no deeper than a skin, Then he shall shave himself, but the itch he shall not shave, and the priest shall shut up the person with the itching disease for another seven days. And on the seventh day, the priest shall examine the itch, and if the itch is not spread in the skin, it appears no deeper than the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the itch spreads in the skin after the cleansing, then the priest shall examine, and if the itch is spread to the skin, the priest need not seek for the yellow hair. He is unclean. But if in his eyes the itch is unchanged and black hair has grown in it, the itch is healed and he is clean, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. Imagine all these things this priest had to be aware of, had to look for. No wonder God says, you have to be on your A game right? People's uh, 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 approaching of God was at stake here. So you have something wrong in your hair, your scalp is constantly itching, something's wrong in your beard or in your hair, and it's called an itch. God you know, who wants an itch? Like, you know, imagine God saying, you got the itch. Like, oh man, that's horrible. I don't want the itch. Um, but the difference here is that it was pierced deeper than the skin, and now we go from a white hair to a Yellow hair. I don't know the, the, why that is, but God says it's an itch. But if to the priest it appears not deeper than the skin, seven days put away, priest looks at you again, shaves everything but the affected area. So imagine you have like, you know, like one strand right here, you shave everywhere but here, right? Um, then another seven days. If there's no spreading from that, you wash your clothes, you're unclean. Notice it doesn't say you wash your body, it says you wash your clothes. Isn't that interesting? But if it spreads, of course, you are absolutely unclean. But there's also a case in which you can have a clean skin disease. In verses 38 to 39. Now, I understand this seems, this is, you know, chapter 13 is very straightforward, very academic almost. Don't worry, we're going to get to the application in the end. He says in verses 38 to 39, when a man or a woman has spots on the skin of the body, white spots, okay, so now very specific white spots, no swelling, nothing to do with hair. The priest shall look at it, and if the spots on the skin of the body are a dull white, it is a leukoderma that has broken out in the skin, he is clean. So Leucoderma literally is, is vitiligo, I think is how you say it. It means the loss of pigment. pigment. So you ever see somebody who begins to have white patches all over? That's what this is. He says they are clean. They don't have to worry about... Um, being put outside the camp or anything like that, they're not shut up for seven days, they don't have to wash their clothes, nothing, they're just okay, you're clean. But what happens if you're bald? There's a, there's a specific thing for baldness. It says in verse 40 if a man's hairs falls out from his head, he is bald, he is clean. And if a man's hair falls out from his forehead, he has baldness of the forehead, he is clean. But, this is not one of those good buts, this is a bad but. But if there is on the bald head or the bald forehead a reddish-white diseased area, it is a leprous disease breaking out on his bald head or his bald forehead. Then the priest shall examine him, and if the disease swelling is reddish-white on his bald head or on his bald forehead, like the appearance of leprous disease in the skin of the body, he is leprous, he is a leprous man, he is unclean. The priest mu- this is the first time it says, must, the other time he pronounced, but now it's must, pronounce him unclean, his disease is on his head. So if you're bald, you're clean. If you're bald, but it has reddish white in it, you're unclean. What's the consequences of having this happen to you? Living in a fallen world where these things happen, um, people get diseases and things all the time. What are they to do? What's the consequences? You did nothing to have this happen to you. It just happened to you. It says this in verses 45 to 46. The the leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes and let the hair of his head hang loose and he shall cover his upper lip and cry out unclean, unclean. So you couldn't even wear nice clothes. You had to wear torn clothes. Your hair had to look all disheveled, hang down and you had to cry out If people were approaching you, covering your upper lip, unclean, unclean. He shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. I mean, how horrible is that? What was at the center of the camp? Was the tabernacle. Was the presence of God. And you were told you are to be on the outside. You were not cut off, per se. You were on the outside. You had no way to draw near to God, you you could not come and offer sacrifices for yourself or for your family. It was a horrible place to be. But then God talks about diseases of the clothes. Diseases in fabrics. Look at what it says. Verse 47, When there is a case of a leprous disease in a garment, whether a woolen or linen garment, in warp or wolf, what's a warp and what's a wolf? It's just how the threads run, right? Sideways or up and down. Um, In a warp or wolf of linen or wool, Or in a skin, an animal skin, leather, or anything made of skin. If the disease, here we go again with the difference, is greenish or reddish in the garment, or in the skin, or in the warp, or the wolf, or in any article made of skin, it is a leprous disease and it shall be shown to the priest. And the priest shall examine the disease and shut up that which has the disease for seven days. Then he shall examine the disease on the seventh day. If the disease has spread in the garment, in the warp or the wolf or in the skin, whatever be the use of the skin, the disease is a persistent leper's disease. It is unclean, and he shall burn the garment or the warp or the wolf, the wool or linen or any article made of skin that is diseased, for it is a persistent leper's disease. It shall be burned in the fire. All right, so pretty serious. Now we see something. And if the priest examines, and if the disease has not spread in the, artic- in the garment, in the warp, or the wolf, or in any article made of skin, then the priest shall command that they wash the thing in which is the disease, and he shall shut it up for another seven days. And the priest shall examine the diseased thing after it has been washed. And if the appearance of the disease area has not changed, though the disease has not spread, it is unclean. You shall burn it with fire, whether the rot is on the back or the front." But if the priest examines it, if the disease area is faded, after it has been washed, he shall tear out of the garment or the skin, he shall tear it out of the garment, or the skin or the warp of the wolf. then if it appears again in the garment, in the warp of the wolf, or in any article made of skin, it is a spreading, it is spreading, you shall burn with fire, whatever has the disease. But the garment of the warp or the wolf, or any article made of skin from which the disease departs, when you have washed it, shall be washed a second time and be clean. So now it's greenish or reddish. What's that make you think of? That makes me think of mold or mildew. That's what I would have to say this is. So in your clothing, you get all of a sudden reddish or green. You're to bring it to the priest. You take that garment and he puts it away for seven days. Where he puts it, Scripture does not tell us. Brings it out. If it's spread, burns with fire. That's it. There's only one way to get rid of this. You burn it with fire. Right? Thank God he didn't say that about the people who had a leprous disease. Burns it with fire. If it doesn't spread, you cut out the affected part. If somehow it still spreads, burn it with fire. If it's the clothing of skin, it's to be washed. What's the conclusion with this? Why does this even matter? Well, if you let something begin to infect and go, it'll spread. Ask anybody who's had mold in their house. It spreads. It spreads fast. You want to get on that quick. He says, this is the law for a case of leprous disease in a garment of wool or linen, whether in the warp or the wolf or in any article made of skin, to determine whether it is clean or unclean. This is the law. This is the law for a person with a leprous disease. This is the law for a case of garments with a leprous disease. It is what God said. Remember last week what Mike told us. God says things for a reason. We may not understand them, but God said it. Therefore, we have to go with it. We have to be obedient to it. We may not understand it all. But what does all of this point to? Why does God care about the disease of skin? They can't help it. Right? It's part of living in a sinful world. We all have things happen to us. God is making the distinction between a holy God and sinful man. A holy God and sinful man. This is the picture that God has to say. I am holy. Holiness can come to me. What had to happen for a person to go before God? What did they first have to do? They had to order, offer a sin offering for themselves. They had to make themselves right before they can even begin to offer anything else. Before they can come to the presence of God, they had to take care of themselves. This was a picture of saying, I can't take care of myself. It's a picture that shows us that sin separates us from God. Did the person who got the disease sin doesn't say that, but it is a picture of sin. Sin separates us from God. They were to be outside the camp. They couldn't draw near to God. As Isaiah says in Isaiah 59, 2, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden His face from you so that He does not hear. But you know what I noticed in reading this? Instead of saying, man, God's really tough on these people. Man, he gives them no... If you read it over and over, didn't you see how God was looking and looking for a way to pronounce them clean? Let's shut it up seven days. Let's do another seven days. Let's wash. Let's this. God was doing everything in his power to pronounce somebody clean. Looking for the way to say that this is clean. God ultimately makes a way for us to draw near to God. God makes a way for us to draw near to Him. Our sins have separated us from God. But God is a God who forgives sin and iniquity. In Psalm 103.3, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. You know, one day all the things of this world that we deal with will never have to deal with again. Amen. Whatever disease it may be. You know that's why the the people were so amazed that Jesus would touch lepers. Because Jesus knows, Jesus, said, I am the one who heals all diseases. It's by my wounds that you will be healed. Remember the the the. Uh, the leper that came to Jesus and he said to Jesus if you are willing and Jesus said if i'm willing i'm willing i am willing the laws about skin diseases and diseases in the garments points us to the one who will ultimately remove all sin all disease all separation Isaiah 53, 5 says, But He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with His wounds we are healed. It's not going to come up, but interestingly enough, if you go on into chapter 14, the ceremonial law that restores a person who has a leprous disease is the same exact ceremony that anoints a priest. The blood on the ear, the blood on the thumb, and the blood on the toe. I find that to be fascinating. What did God say to the children of Israel? You are a kingdom of priests. What are we, a royal priesthood, a holy chosen generation, to declare what? The excellencies, how excellent God is who called us out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Do I understand all of this? Do I, I, you know, hey God, what's up with this? God's making a point. I'm holy. You are to be perfect as I am perfect. Imperfection separates us from God, but it points to a future perfect one who takes on our imperfections to make us perfect. Amen. That's what I got out of. Leviticus chapter 13. Next week, we'll look at chapter 14. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Lord, we thank you that, that in the blood of Christ Jesus, in the blood and in the resurrection of Christ, our diseases are healed. We bear the scars of sin no more because you alone bear the scars. And so, Lord, I pray that we would see this as a comfort for us, as a hope for us, as a certainty for us, because you have bore our iniquities in your body. By your wounds, we are healed. We thank you that no longer is there anything that separates us from God. For your word tells us that nothing in heaven, nor on earth, nor depth, nor height, nor angels, nor demons, nor trials or tribulations, nor anything in all of creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Thank you that you, a perfect and a holy God, have chosen to draw near to us. Lord, may we draw near to you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's close in a song.
1: Thank you very much, Pastor. I love the fact that we realize, you know, the effects of sin in our life. Um, it's not necessarily sins that we may have encountered that causes these diseases. But, again, original sin has caused such an effect in the world, and we're seeing the effects of it. So I'm so thankful for God's amazing grace. So let's stand, get, grab your hymnals, 343. We're going to sing one, two, and five. 343. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear! The hour I first believed. You know what? We'll sing three, two. The Lord has promised good to me his word my hope secures he will my shield and portion be as long as life endures five when we've been there ten thousand years Bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. And then, of course, the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.